The Bo Show is on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Brought to you by GSL GM City, your Cadillac Advantage dealership and home of Calgary's largest selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs. Check out GSL GM City's entire Cadillac lineup in the showroom and online. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the last edition of The Bo Show. Uh, Rob, man, it's been a great year with you. I appreciate everything you've done and taught me uh, being my radio mentor. But uh, let's have a good last show, and uh, we'll see if we can't make this happen again next year. Oh, I'm excited about it, Bo, and uh, we're going to include uh, Patrick in this too because uh, this is a big show. I mean, we, we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, but I can say this, you've left your indelible mark in the media. Of that, there's little doubt. Did you realize that there's somebody at Three Down Nation writing a column based on your show every week? Did you realize that? I did not. Yep, um, yep there, was, there was one last week about your thoughts on the XFL, ripped straight from your show. Yep, no, I got some text about it. Some people weren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> how it goes, though. We'll, uh, we'll, we will revisit that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, I've got some great guests coming on today. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to hear from Pat. Um, we're going to have to hear from Rob, myself, on, on Super Bowl predictions coming up this Sunday. Um, but we've got, we've got some big guests coming up uh, to, uh, to Sam Peters, uh, two guys that have unique connections with the two teams playing. So it'll be fun to hear, fun to hear why they, uh, they have – their team winning. So we've got Alex Singleton coming on to talk about the Patriots. We've got Deron Mayo coming on to talk about the Eagles and why he thinks they have a chance. I don't know what that reason is, but I'm excited to hear it. Uh, and we have a bold <laughs> Super Bowl prediction from my wife, Madison. And um, the reason will will blow your mind, but it's, uh, it might not be far off, so we'll see what happens. I like bold. Are we going to do any prop yeah. bets either? Are we going to talk about any of the prop bets? I don't know if I'm legally allowed. To, we can talk about prop bets. I can't. Uh, I can't advise. I guess you're an athlete. Go, you can't really either way. No, well, that's fine. I, I just like trying to get him in trouble here. No, I, I mean, <laughs> don't we all want to get on the record if we think it's you know the the first uh, flip of the coin is going to be heads or tails? I mean, all those prop oh, bets. Yeah. I just love. I think that we stuff, have to, and I think right? we have to talk about commercials. Who's going to have the best commercial this year? Yes. There's, lot, there's lots of money being thrown down on uh, Justin Timberlake's set for the halftime show. There's uh, prop bets on whether or not Jimmy Fallon will join him, whether or not there's going to be an in sync reunion, whether or not well, he, he poured will do cold a, water on that. I today. know, okay, I know. Okay, but there's but still, you can still gamble. Uh, whether or not he's going to, because they're in Minneapolis, is he going to do any type of Prince tribute? So there, there's plenty, there, there's, there's money to be spent all over the place. Even if you don't like football, you can bet in some form or another on the Super Bowl on Sunday. All right, so I don't know if y'all heard this about uh, about Timberlake. Once he signed on, I, I saw one of the interviews, and he said their only stipulation was Janet Jackson can't come on and get her shirt ripped off again. Yeah. There's a prop bet on that, too, whether or not Janet Jackson's going to appear or not. I think there's definitely you think she shows up? I think she shows up. I think there's a fake pool. I, I don't know. I just I see Justin Timberlake playing with that a little bit. I, I just cannot believe – because I remember as if it was yesterday watching it live, and I cannot remember, I cannot believe it has become such a cultural touchstone, that one thing. But, I mean, that's, to, you know, obviously still resonates today with him coming back to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, actually, uh, do you have the prop best right in front of you? I can pull some up. Um, I was just going to throw out, I was just looking it up right now. 
Would it surprise you guys to know that that incident was 14 years ago? Oh, man. 14 years ago. Man. That's really? incredible. It was the 2004 <laughs> Super Bowl when when Justin Timberlake ripped off Janet ja- Jackson's top and we had nipple so gate and everything. So the Flames had – the Red Mile had not even started. Mm-hmm. The Red Mile would be later on that year. That's amazing. That's amazing. Unbelievable. And they're man, pulling up great. some that's, prop that's bets that's right now to think about us, 14 so. years ago. I know it ages you guys, but it even ages me as a as a young prime twenty seven year old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. No, it would. Messing. Um, but okay, let's hear it then, real quick. Heads or tails? Oh, I'm 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 going to go with heads. I th- I think I think the first I think the coin toss will be heads. Uh, I will do. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go tails. I think it'll be tails on the uh, <laughs> just just because I had one other choice. Exactly. Uh, I will go tails. Exactly. How degenerate okay. of a gambler do you have to be to play that? <laughs> you can't yeah. actually. Well, it's that, like it's right? like red or black on. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's red or black on on roulette, right? And I guess. Bo, Bo's a big roulette guy, so uh, you know, well, that, that could be as, as someone, that could be a good one. As, as someone who called the, two years ago when we went ten and zero at home. Uh, who called every one of those home coin tosses? I'm going to assume that the coin is made out of a Super Bowl emblem, so an L11 or an LII or L11, whatever you want to say. Um, the LII 52 Super Bowl on one side, the other side will be probably a picture of Minneapolis Stadium. Um, and they'll say one side is heads, one side is tails. And I'm going to say Minneapolis Stadium is going to be what shows whether that's heads or tails, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. So what I want to know is, do you do you have a so you just bragged about winning? Now, how many of those uh, coin tosses did you win in that undefeated season? Ten, all ten. So basically, we we kind of had a thing that once ten someone ten, gets one right? wrong, you switch, and I didn't miss all year. Well, what, what's your system? What do you mean? <laughs> like what? 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 What, what went into on, your decisions you want, each and every you time? You and I could sit down. It would take us forever for you to win ten in a row if we were flipping a coin. Honestly, you had to have a system. Yeah. Well, uh, the system is that I sit there and watch the other team pick, and they get it wrong, and we win the coin toss. So I—that's how it so works. I, I got to—I got to call which way we were kicking, which way we were receiving, whatever. Um, but basically, we went ten and zero that year at home. Off them. Uh, I the see. Coin. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay, you're the you're the best, man. You're you're so good. <laughs> uh, are, okay, are you ready for here? Here are some of the uh, the prop bets that we've got um, from. Uh, this is from CBSSports.com. So here are some of them. Uh, how long will the national anthem by Pink last? Uh, over two minutes or under two minutes? And you're winning the most money. Uh, you're plus one ten uh, under two minutes. So uh, that's where the the money is to be had uh, on uh, the national anthem would be over or under two minutes Ooh, i'm gonna go over two uh just because i i i could see this um i could see this being a statement by her oh yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over as well i'm gonna say it's gonna be like 210 and it's gonna be because something super extravagant with her starting off propelling down from the top of the stadium like she did not too long ago um, and it having some hiccups as far as the start. But, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to say over 210. 
Okay, so here's a couple other good ones on the National Anthem because there's a, a legitimate what color will Pink's hair be? Um, there's uh, white blonde, pink red, blue purple, brown black, or green. And a lot of people think it might be green because she's a big Eagles fan. So she's singing the National Anthem, Ooh. and she's a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. So uh, you can bet on the color of her hair. You can bet on whether or not she's going to say Eagles before, during, or after she sings the National Anthem. Um, so there's plenty that you can bet on uh, from the National Anthem standpoint. Uh, I'll let you go first, Bo. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, actually. All right. So because who who's to say whether or not she says it at all, right? So – Whoever right. creates these prop bets and makes these things happen, how much do they try to sway these things by paying Pink a certain amount of money um, and they'll let her know, you know, 20 minutes before when the bets have stopped and, you know, they'll let her know exactly when to say it uh, to make sure they win so, money. So based on asking the collusion, uh, what's the chances of that actually happening? So so you're – so Bo Levi Mitchell is actually suggesting that – Pink might be on the take. Is that what I'm hearing here? You, you're suggesting that she might be Man, in on for this. The, not, for the non-football uh, prop bets, like, I, I've always wondered, you know, like, it's just, I've always wondered about the non-football prop bets, whether or not they're actually true and they're actually um, not tainted. Well, I'll, I'll say this much. Joe Buck, who called the Super Bowl last year, it'll be Al Michaels who's calling it this year, but Joe Buck called it last year. And Joe Buck uh, was on the Howard Stern show leading up to the Super Bowl and was, you know, was talking about that. He's like, they've got prop bets on what color tie I'm going to wear, how many times I'm going to say this. And I've always wondered, like, should I just, like, go and influence it, like put money down on myself and go and influence Because Because that would be the easiest win. You're like, okay, I'll put down $20,000 on this and then ensure that it happens. So, no, yeah. you, you, bring up a valid, you bring up a valid point, well, Bo. I, I don't think you can besmirch the character of pink i mean that's no, the problem i have here no um <laughs> poor not, pink. not pink a, what does she do yeah she's she's on the okay I think but she's like, straight up here all right but there's there's prop bets on justin timberlake and i mean every everything i mean don't you well, think else? at some point there's some kind of collusion happening to make some money there's too many greedy people well, in the world for that not to happen it's a good point and and I don't think I don't think that you could ever be caught if you're Justin Timberlake and there's like for instance will Justin Timberlake cover a Prince song during halftime uh, and it's plus two hundred for yes now those are two to one odds like all of a sudden you know you got Justin Timberlake colluding with a couple of better a couple of you know bookies odds makers and next so thing I'll you know so he here, sings Purple Rain so in the middle of his set and somebody's a millionaire okay so here's what I want to know because if he do I win if I say yes, but then Bruno Mars comes out and does Purple Rain? That's a good question. Right? Now, yeah, it's part question. of the Timber – it's part of Justin Timberlake's set, but if he doesn't do it, does it count if – right. That's my thing. What I Okay, what I want to know, what I really want to know, is if the doctor keyboard player from Prince's band will be in – this as will they allow part of the revolution to be part of Timberlake's band as a tribute to Prince? I that would be pretty cool. All, these yeah. are all Wouldn't valid it? questions. I think, I think it would be point. very cool. These are all valid questions. We're not getting to the all bottom right, speak, of any of speaking it. Speaking of Al, speaking of Al, Mike, we'll jump into to real sports talk here in a second. But speaking <laughs> of Al Michaels um, announcing the game, 
how long is it until Tony Romo is announcing the Super Bowl? Well, when does CBC? When well, does CBS I think CB, it would be next year. If uh, on, off the top of my head, I think CBS has got it next year, so it would be Jim Nance and Tony Romo next year. I believe would be the yeah. case if they were to keep their number one unit together for next season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, I what was y'all's opinion? Because be I, I got to be honest. At first, I was skeptical, um, and I, I believe Tony Romo was a hell of a quarterback. And I know everybody will say whatever they want about playoffs and, and finishing games with him. But I believe yeah, Tony yeah. Romo was a helpful quarterback for a long time. I think he's an even better announcer. Um, I, I liked him a lot. I thought it was one of the best um, transitions that I remember, at least in in recent history, Pat, um, from to go as quickly as he did from field to booth. I, I I'm hard pressed yeah. to think of anybody who's done it better in in recent history. I thought I thought that he did a really good job of being able to break down what was going on, break down coverages, break down you know what we're seeing in terms of motions and all that type of stuff, and really bringing us into the the, the really good minutia of the game. But then he also what I thought he did a, a really good job was was he got into players' heads and he, he and he kind of gave here's what I'd be thinking in this situation or here's what I think this guy was thinking. I he did a great job, especially because uh, the position he played. But, you know, Bo, you'd know this. I mean, there's so much criticism on quarterbacks. I, I think sometimes he did a good job on, on an interception saying, this is what he saw, this is why he threw that ball, and, and was able to kind of put himself back in the shoes of when he was playing and then translate it to the viewer. I thought he did a great well, job. I'll, I'll suck up to Bo a little bit here. I, I think that the one thing that you and Romo both showed this year is that you're accessible. You know, it's one thing to be able to come on and talk X and O's, but you also got to make people feel like they can talk to you. You want they want to listen to you. They they're not talking down to you, and I think you've done that. I think that's the success of this show and with the feedback I get. But I think that's one of the best things about Romo too is I never felt like he was preaching at me. I never thought he was talking down to me. I thought that was part of his success. This, Pat, I don't know if you know this. This is Rob's. Uh... This is Rob's opportunity to try and get me to re-sign the contract for next year to have the show with him again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this no, is the uh, suck up to Bo it. so he comes back part of the show. I got you. <laughs> I do appreciate it, but um, no, I agree. I mean, I think uh, you know, I think one of the fun things for me about this show is is when somebody else, you know, somebody I've never met comes to me and and they say, you know what, I love listening to the show just because you're honest. You know, you just speak your mind. You don't try and sound like somebody else. You don't try and, you know, do anything different. And that's what I love about listening to Tony Romo is I can tell that's how he probably talks about the game. I mean, obviously, language is different in the, the way he projects it, but that's probably how he talks about the game when he's sitting on his couch with his wife and his kids watching. You know, hey, oh, look, you know, talking to his son. Hey, this is what he's seeing right now. Here's what's going on. I mean, it's, uh, it's impressive, man. It, he breaks it down as if he's watching film, and I love it. I think you're going to see – I think you're going to see it happening more often here coming soon. Um, but another question I have to keep on that same subject is if Jay Cutler were to stay with CBS, would he have done better at announcing? I guess I could say worse. Better at announcing or better at quarterback than he did this year? Oof. Better at <laughs> announcing. Better. That one's yeah. pretty easy. I, you know, I you wouldn't win a lot of money on that prop bet. I was always, I was always a little skeptical of Jay Cutler moving to the broadcast booth. Um, you know, less so about Romo, but yeah, I think he would have been a better broadcaster than quarterback. But I know this: he made more money, right? Oh yeah, he got another payday, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's not getting that money in the booth. 
This is true. All right, we will take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Alex Singleton will be in studio talking. Uh, he's calling in to tell us why. So if you're a Patriots fan or you're an Eagles fan, man, listen up. But he's going to tell you why the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl coming here on Sunday. Uh, you are listening to Bo, the Bo Show with Pat and Rob on Sportsnet 960 Defense. Flames, NHL, CFL, Jays, MLB, NFL. 12 months of the year. When news breaks, we are on it first. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Back to the Bo Show with your quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. Brought to you by GSL GM City. They offer lease and finance rates from 0.9%, plus save thousands in cash credits. Visit GSL GM City today, 1720 Boat Trail Southwest, or GSLGMCity.com. Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm super excited to tell you guys my wife and my baby's prediction and how they came about them. So uh, I'm sure you've all been in, you know, a fantasy football league with a girl or maybe even like an NCAA uh, March Madness pool and they picked the jerseys off the colors. Um, but this right here is foolproof. So if you're listening, this is why you should choose the Philadelphia Eagles. So Madison and I are watching uh, Bill Belichick's interview last night. And we're, we're watching the interview, and, I, and I'm sitting there talking about Belichick and just basically how much of a, a deity he is uh, mm-hmm. in, in sports or in football. And you know what? Behind his head is the emblem for the Super Bowl. So you got the L-I-I, but they're split from the football. So it just says L-1-1. And uh, it comes across the bottom on the ticker. It says, this is Bill Belichick's 11th Super Bowl appearance. And Maddie says, oh, my gosh, it's the 11th Super Bowl appearance. And then looks behind his head and says, L11, Bill Belichick is going to lose his 11th Super Bowl. That's foolproof. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's right there for everybody That's to it. see. It was right there for everybody to see. Um, and then Ellie, <laughs> I, just put, um, I just put two things on the floor for Philadelphia Eagles and the, and the New England Patriots, and she crawled directly – to the Philadelphia Eagles one. So there you have it. The Mitchell household so far is two votes for the Philadelphia Eagles. So far, but at the end so of this far. program, we'll find out. You've got, you've got your pick know. still to come, right? <laughs> yeah, but at the end of this program, you might find out how that changes. <laughs> um, so we got Alex coming on. I'm not sure if he's called in yet. Will, is he called in? Yeah, we got both of your guests on the, on the line here, so you can go bang, bang if you want. Perfect. Look at that. Mayo's gonna have to wait ten minutes to talk. Talk. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring uh, let's bring Alex on, one of our big guests, SML Entertainment big guests of the week. Uh, Alex, how's it going, man? Hey, it's good. I don't get my noise anymore. I call in. I don't even get a. <laughs> nope, that was wrong, Will. Was and wrong. Will Will not on the keys, everybody. Good job. There it is. Make you make give Alex Singleton a warm welcome here. Uh, Alex, man, I hope you did your homework. I hope you have a good reason. Um, but just for the fans listening, the reason that I brought Alex Singleton on um, to talk about the Patriots is Alex, Alex had a little stint down there in New and uh, sorry in New England, excuse me. Um, and so he has some inside track as to uh, you know the way Bill Belichick operates and, and just the, the organization as a whole. So Alex, man, let us know why are the New England Patriots going to win the 52nd Super Bowl? This is all they live for. They're, I, it's crazy. I mean, uh, you know, the whole 
11 days. I think I walked around Foxborough. They only care about winning Super Bowls. And so it's it. They don't it doesn't it doesn't matter and they have Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, excluding CFL quarterbacks. And <laughs> he's just the best at what he does. <laughs> Very proper answer right there. I like it. Oh, uh, man, I, I'll tell you what. In that uh, Belichick interview last night, one one thing I loved, they said, they said, Bill, what is different from this Super Bowl and the previous 10? His answer was, this one's in Minnesota. And like, you just <laughs> be that cool. Like, you can't just not be that cool and not win. Man, I, I know. I'm I'm – I'm torn because I really want a great Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I think everybody does. We always just want, you know, a great game, and we all want our team to win at the end of the day. Um, all right, but let me ask you then. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Alex. How how do how does the New England Patriots defense? I mean, because obviously they they're not the typical uh, stout, you know. Um, top of the league kind of defense they've been in the past couple of years, or at least in the Super Bowl winning years for the the Patriots, um, and that's what that that is one thing that does worry me. But how do they stop a red hot Nick Foles who has the highest passer rating in the playoffs right now above Tom Brady at 122? Um, how do they stop Nick Foles the running offense? How do they ba- how do they get the offense off the field? Oh, if you watch the last game that the Eagles played, the Vikings, who were the number one defense in the league at stopping the run, that they didn't stop the run. And if you don't stop the run, like, you know, any quarterback, if you're a two-dimensional team, a quarterback can just pick and choose what he wants to do. And that's what Nick Foles has done during the playoffs. They've ran the ball really well. So I think if the Patriots can just stop the run, they they force Nick Foles to be – force him to – stand up in the biggest game of his career in his life, something he's dreamed about his whole life. When they got a guy on their team with Tom Brady, when they know that as long as they are within 10 points with two minutes left, they're going to win. So yeah, it's not, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't think you're wrong, but let me ask you, that, that doesn't scare you. You know, they're, they're number one. The Minnesota Vikings are the number one run defense in the entire league, and they can't stop the Eagles from running. Do you think that's, a glitch on Minnesota's part, or do you think the Eagles' running offense is just that good? Because to me, as the opposing team about to play them, that scares me because I know that our run defense isn't as good as Minnesota's, and they just got torched in the run game. 100%. And as a defensive guy, that's why, you know, going into a game when you know, like an O-line has five guys like the Eagles have, is like a spe- it's a special group, and it's like cool to watch them because they open holes and move the line of scrimmage. It's it's hard to, you know, prepare to play against a team like that because it's not just beating a good running back. Because anyone can beat just a good running back if he doesn't have a good five offensive lineman. Or you can beat a good receiver, but you can't just beat a good offensive line with one or two people. You actually have to really be fully prepared to go 100% of the time. And it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, the Patriots always find a way to figure it out, so it's hard for me to just to go – the Eagles are going to do it because I I was a hater of the Patriots before I was there, even and then after I left, I didn't like them because then they won two more Super Bowls. But it's that's to the point where it's like I would love to just watch Tom Brady do it this year and maybe one more time in the next three years and just let the dynasty just be what it is, let him ride out into the sunset, and we can all just enjoy what has become because I hated them 
for like years watching them. How they beat Seattle. Okay, all right, but let me ask too. you though: did you did you hate them for years because they let you go? Oh well, that was well. That was well, <laughs> when they beat Seattle. When they beat Seattle, I wasn't. I was still in college, so I just hated them because of how good they were. But then, yeah, when I was there, obviously, I still got shirts, you know. Uh, but yeah, then you obviously hate them when you you know get let go and they go ahead and win another Super Bowl. But then. Yeah, you know, it's just it, – but now you, you just really got to enjoy watching, like, what they're doing. Because, you know, we know how hard it is, one, to get there. But to win like they've won in the past almost two decades now, like, it is – it's impressive. It's cool. Yeah. Rob, uh, Pat, y'all have anything for Alex? Well, yeah, I do. Um, how's that Kings team of yours here lately? Because, <clears throat> I mean, don't want to throw stones, but they haven't been quite as good, Alex. Um, I'm going to the Flames game tonight, and I'm wearing, you know, a sea of red jersey. So, I'm wearing... oh, are you? Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to. Got it. Got it. All right. Okay. Anything, Pat, for Alex? Oh Did yeah, you... that's a it's good, a good question. question. This is a good question. This I is give, a really I good give question. Will Nault credit yeah. for this one. This one's good. Like but um... <laughs> well, last time we saw Bo here, he was wearing a Flames jersey, but he decided that it would be a good idea to cut the sleeves. Oh, boy. Do, oh, do you have God. right? Why it? does he do that? <laughs> Thank you. No. Thank you. Because so you haven't cut the sleeves I off can. your jersey. <laughs> no, Bo, hey, Bo also rolls his sleeves up when he does curls. And, you know, same thing. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, this is why you don't bring on uh, friends and teammates that work out with you. This is this is the exact reason. Well, so, Rob, I know you always so talk you, about how good it is to have this back and forth between athletes that's awesome, but this is the reason you don't do it. They, they out no, in front of everybody. Yeah. Okay. I do have a legitimate question for Alex about his time with New England. Did you, get, did you ever bump into Tom Brady's trainer? Did you ever bump into that guy? Oh, no, yeah, I, I never did, and I didn't even know that was, like, a thing until his book came out. But this dude's like, I don't even know. They, like, post weird videos now and everything. No, I. What? it's Alex Guerrero, right? That's how much yep. I yep. listen to a lot of sports networks, and it, yeah, that's all we talk about. No, never heard of him until this week. Yeah, so, so basically, I wanted supposed, to know. supposedly, um, there's a big rift right now between Tom Brady and the Patriots organization because – Everybody starts on the team. People, people on the team are starting to go to Brady's trainer instead of the Patriots trainer, as far as workouts. And so when they go into workout, they're like, "All right, hey, um, you know, Gronk, you've got uh, you've got squats right now." He's like, "No, nah, Tom, you know, Tom Brady's trainer told me I shouldn't be squatting." Ooh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. in New England, no, New England's that old school like you bench squat oh, yeah. clean four days a week. Like it's when I showed up, it was I was dead because i was in seattle seattle's the place where it's like do whatever workout you know your body feels right like warm up and then stretch a little bit but then yeah you show up to new england these dudes are max squatting on thursdays the whole team it's like being at a high school workout so it makes sense <laughs> i love it man That's all right and i've, and I've got That's, i've uh, got one for alex as well yeah. 
because I'm I'm quite curious because you were talking about the uh, the standard of excellence and just all they care about and and all they're concerned about in Foxborough is winning Super Bowls. I, I'm curious. You had you spent some time there, then you joined the Stampeders organization where excellence is is all they strive for. Did you did you see some similarities in terms of mentality going from league to league? Oh, yeah. With our team, it, you know, you definitely can tell that, like, that's what our goal is. It's our ultimate goal. But we also, you know, preach like family. When I was in New England, I, I'm sure, you know, it's not like they're ever going to hear me quote this, but there was coaches when I was there for rookie camp the second time around that would come in and to scare rookies, tell you to not worry about your children, your wives. Like, that stuff doesn't matter. There's one day a year that matters, and it's a Super Bowl. And these do like, and are dead serious. Like, then you're like, wow, this is you better be for real if you're going to play this game as a pro. So it was, it's, it's a different, they're different people. Foxborough is like a there's a cemetery in the middle of a town when you're driving around and then there's Patriot place and that's it. You're not in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, well, well, Alex, man, I appreciate you. We're going to get Mayo on to hear the other side of the story. Um, but I appreciate you out out me to in front of everybody about my sleeves. Uh, <laughs> hey, see, the problem is, see, I never said it looked bad. Bo's just assuming that his arms look bad. I'm not the one calling him bad. He's saying it. Well, as a quarterback, I'm, I, have, I have enough pride to know that they don't look good. <laughs> All right, man, we well, appreciate it. Alex, we're going to bring Mayo on here. Um, hey, Mayo, Mayo, are you there? What's up? What's going on? What did you think about Alex's prediction and kind of why? Because I know, uh, obviously, you, you have a tie into New England as well. But uh, mm. you've been a lifelong Philly fan, so uh, tell us, man, why are the Philadelphia <clears throat> Eagles going to win the Super Bowl? First of all, Alex can talk, man. That guy can go, huh? Um, <laughs> but, you know, aside from that, uh, he's a good player. Um, so, you know what, man? The Eagles, uh, what do you have to lose, right? Like, we've never won a uh, Super Bowl in the history of the team or the history of the league, and uh, we've got a crazy talented roster this year. Uh, we've been there at the Super Bowl versus New England, you know, over a decade ago. So uh, at this point, it's like, what do you have to lose? Um, I think I think we have a lot of, of different um, aspects of the team that will really benefit them. I think they match up good against New England in terms of having a good front seven. And uh, you know what? They got some playmakers. So, uh, you know, I know we don't have Carson Wentz back there behind behind center, but Nick Foles has done a great job so far, so I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good game. Like you said, I am torn because my wife is from Boston, and obviously I got some family history from there. But I have been a, a lifelong Eagles fan, so I'm rooting for my Eagles. I like it, man. Uh, yeah, I, I want to jump back quickly to what you said because uh, Rob, Pat, I don't know if y'all caught that or not, um, but that's the the typical locker room teammate uh, comment. It's Man, that guy can talk. He never stops talking, huh? But he's a good player, though. He's a good player. <laughs> yeah, always, I mean, I, 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 got, I can't tell you I'm surprised. It's, it doesn't. It's not surprising. Yeah, you got to If you if you're gonna talk trash about a teammate, you have to end it with a a compliment about him. And t- typically, it ends right. with, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. <laughs> right. He's a good guy too. <laughs> Man, so uh, yeah, so Mayo, I wanted I wanted you to kind of comment as a defensive player, as a linebacker as well. Um, you know, Alex brought up, he did bring up a good point, uh, even though it kind of went against his team. You know, Minnesota was the number one run defense, and they got torched in the run game by Philadelphia. And I said, you know, that that to me that seems, you know, as a as a linebacker, as a defensive player, um, let's say, you know, let's say the BC Lions have the number one run defense, and y'all know for a fact they have the best run defense in the game. And 
and we go into playoffs and we have the bye week and they play, uh, you know, for lack of a better team first, they play Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan just runs all over. You know, does that concern you guys? Do y'all learn a lot from it? Um, you know, do y'all kind of, how do y'all, how do you go about that uh, as a, as a, as a Philadelphia Eagle or sorry, as a New England Patriots to watch that happen? And uh, how, how do you adjust as a defensive player? <clears throat> I mean, Shoot, you look at you look at Minnesota's personnel, and they've got some of the best in the front seven, right? In terms of fast linebackers and a good D line. Um, if I'm New England, I'm stacking the box, so I'm taking my chances uh, versus those receivers. And I'm I'm saying, you know what, Nick Foles, you got to beat me. I'm gonna stack the box. I know Philly's offense is one of the top rushing offenses in the league, so I'm gonna stack the box and uh, just just let and trust the guys on the corners to to hold it down. Yeah, yeah, I I feel you know that I. I worry because I feel that's basically what Minnesota tried to do, um, you know, but there's always pride. There's always pride in coaches. Uh, you know, Minnesota could have thought, you know what, we're not going to stack the box. We have the number one run defense. We're going to do how we've always done, um, you know, but they've got 16 games of film and, and, and playoff film to find out, you know, where are those small holes in that run defense that we can, that we can manipulate and, 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 uh, you know, basically take advantage of. And uh, that's the one thing that I think Belichick has, has over anybody is he has zero pride when it comes to this game. Mm-hmm. If, if he knows somebody, doesn't matter what your name is, and Mayo, you can attest to this, no matter what your name is, if you're not getting the job done or a certain group's not getting the job done, he'll replace the entire group. And mm-hmm. if the run defense isn't getting the job done, he'll run an entirely different defense. Um I was just watching uh, NFL Network uh, two days ago or yesterday, two days ago, I think. Um, they were replaying every single Super Bowl, so 30 minutes for each one and just kind of talking over the whole story. And I was watching the back-to-back earlier, um, Brady's first win as a starter. And the one thing they mentioned, which I found very interesting, is they ran a 4-3 de- – or sorry, they ran a 3-4 defense the entire year. Mm-hmm. And coming into the game, they played 4-3 the entire, in the entire Super Bowl game. So they completely changed up their MO, switched exactly what they do. Uh, and that's what scares me, you know, for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles is that, is that you know, he is not going to have any pride. He's going to completely change what he does. Whatever film you have, he's not going to run those plays again. You know, he's going to come out there to surprise you. And, and I think you're right, man. I think he's going to make Nick Foles win the Super Bowl, which um, if you're telling me Nick Foles is going to beat Tom Brady, man, that's, that's you're hard-pressed <laughs> to make me uh, make that bet. Yeah, those odds aren't very good, but – you know what? One of the things that uh, that the Eagles do do well is is uh, their run plays aren't traditional run plays. So they run the IPO, you know. Um, I mean RPO. I'm sorry, run pass option. Yep. Run pass. And uh, yes, yeah, right. And a lot of their run plays. So you got guys like Nelson Aguilar, right, who's in fly motion. Who's, you know, he's get he's getting some of these speed sweeps. You know, they run these perimeter plays with with Jay Jay and then they're hammering at home with with uh, LeGarrette Blount coming in, right? So you never really know what to expect. Like, yeah, it's a run play. It's a run play that, you know, you can stack the box for. But when you stack the box, they're going to run outside with somebody like Nelson Aguilar. If you don't, they're just going to put, you know, they're going to run right down in the inside and uh, and just chew that defense up. So, I mean, yeah, I know Bill Belichick, you know, anytime you've got two weeks to prepare, and the Calgary Stampeders are very similar. Anytime we have two weeks or a bye week to prepare for somebody, uh, we've got multiple game plans and, and uh, answers for what we expect is going to happen, but at the end of the day, man, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge for New England's defense to stop that run game. Yep, I, man, I agree. You think about uh, it too, bro. Like the run game also includes. I think Philly's going to come out. They're going to throw swing passes as run plays, right? They're going to they're going to throw screens, right? They're going to they're going to mix it up quite a bit. 
yeah, I think I think you know the mo for the New England Patriots every single Super Bowl is protect the football. Right. You know they're not going to give you turnovers. So if you have turnovers um, and you're giving points off turnovers, man, you're going to be very hard pressed to win this game. So I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a run game. It's going to be uh, the run pass option. So for anybody that doesn't understand what that is, um, you know, running backs next to me instead of instead of what we call a read option where I would either hand the ball to the running back or run the ball to the quarterback based off the D end. Um, not only do I have that option, but I have a slant route or a hitch route uh, from the slot receiver. So if the linebacker does come down to help play uh, and he's vacating that hole, now I can throw the ball right there into that window. And it's a play that's run in the CFL very often, but um, you're right. I think the run pass option is going to be key. And uh, some of these swing passes or six yard hitch routes, that can replace a run play, I think is going to be a big part of it. But uh, I, I, I also want to, you know, cons- or, sorry, uh, I want to make sure that you understand that they can't be too conservative. It's still a Super Bowl. You know, you won last week because you threw the ball downfield. You got to put the ball downfield, even though you're playing some great corners. Yeah, absolutely. You got to take shots, right? You got to take shots. You got great receivers, great playmakers, and. Um, yeah, like you said, that was that wasn't very characteristic of Nick Foles two weeks ago to to throw the the ball up like that in the air, and they weren't the most beautiful passes. A couple of them were underthrown, but you know what? He trusted his receivers to make those plays, and uh, paid off last week. It's like now, why not come back this week and do the same thing, right? I mean, uh, Malcolm Butler's a great corner. Um, was it Gilmer, the other corner? But uh, yep. you know what? They're small guys, right? I mean, especially Butler, he's a small guy. And, uh, you know, you got somebody like Alshon Jeffrey, who's six foot four out there. Give him a chance to make a play. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Mayo, I appreciate you coming on, man. This is, uh, just for those that were just listening, that is the head coach of the Ignite Football Academy who just opened <laughs> registration. Uh, we just opened registration yesterday, February 1st, uh, for our camps happening March 24th and April 1st. So make sure y'all get on there, check that out. Mayo, appreciate you coming on. I know we're we're gonna be watching the Super Bowl together over at Jerry's house. Um, mm-hmm. But real quick, if the Philadelphia Eagles win, who is the Super Bowl MVP? Hmm. Super Bowl MVP, I'll say uh, Zach Ertz. Oh, I like it. I like it. If the, I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a one up that if the Eagles win, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Fletcher Cox because the only way you're winning this game is get Tom yeah, Brady off like this it. game. Got to sat, got to push the pocket. Mayo, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll talk in a bit, man. Uh, All right, thanks are, for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. We, when we come back from break, uh, you will hear my prediction. You will hear Rob and Pat's predictions as well for Super Bowl 52. Uh, so stay tuned. So we're going to have some interesting ones. You are listening to Bo, Rob, Pat, Jerron Mayo, Alex Singleton, our SML Big Guest Entertainment of the Week. Uh, you are listening to Bo Show on Sports at 960 Defense. The Bo Show Big Guests for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Details at SMLEntertainment.com. The Bo Show with your quarterback, Bo Levi-Mitchell. Brought to you by GSL GM City. They offer lease and finance rates from 0.9%, plus save thousands in cash credits. Visit GSL GM City today, 1720 Bow Trail Southwest, or GSLGMCity.com. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the final segment of the last Bo Show you will hear here in a while. Uh, Rob, Pat, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Let's jump into these predictions. Um, you guys want to go first? You want to hear my spiel first? What I, are you guys thinking? 
let me go first because I think we should go from uneducated to educated. So that's how this will progress. <laughs> um, I'm I look. I, I said this earlier to somebody. I think you get two questions: who who's going to win? Who do you want to win? And to me, it's two different answers. So who's going to win? I think the Patriots are going to win, and and I'm not sure it's going to be close. And the reason I think is because Belichick and Brady are towards the end of this. Uh, I think this one, you know, as difficult as it can be, I suppose sometimes to get motivated. I think you're going to have no motivation. I think they've had too much time to prepare. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it'll be a cerebral game from them. I think Brady, you know, that whole team feels confident in any situation they're in. They came back what they did last year against uh, Atlanta at the half, what they did against Jacksonville in the fourth quarter. I just think it's too much time for them to prepare. No knock on Nick Foles. I know that we've been all saying the nicest things and the greatest things and all those sort of things. I just don't think they – I just that position to me, it's such a mismatch. I think the Pats win this one, and it would not surprise me, and I hate to say this, because I, I really would like to see the Eagles win. I think it would be fun to see the Eagles win, but I think it might not be close. Guys, I'm going to be the uh, the dissenter here. I uh, not not just because I want to see them lose, uh, and not just because I'm trying to will them to lose, but I actually I actually believe the Philadelphia Eagles have a legitimate chance of winning this football game, and I say that for three reasons. Uh, so the three reasons why I choose Philadelphia to win Super Bowl Fifty Two. Number one. Philly's defense and the fact that that team has gotten zero respect from the beginning of the playoffs to where they are right now. They were favored at home against they were sorry, they were not favored at home against Atlanta. They were not favored at home against Minnesota and nobody has given this team any respect since they entered the postseason. And I get it. No Carson Wentz, you got Nick Foles, like why would but this this is an elite NFL defense right now. Elite defense. Like we all talked about how good Minnesota's defense is. We all talked about how good New Orleans was in the first half of the season. Philadelphia has had, and we all talked about how good Jacksonville's defense was. Philadelphia has had one of the most consistently elite defenses all season long, and it has been on point throughout the postseason. That mixed with the fact that this team has gotten no respect, that's number one. Number two, New England's defense, I still think is full of holes, and we saw that through three quarters of the AFC Championship game. We weren't talking about we weren't talking about Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan going over the top, over the top, over the top. We were talking about Blake Bortles tearing that secondary to shreds through almost three quarters of the AFC Championship game. And I know that defensively New England figured it out, and I know that they got things on track, and Tom Brady was able to lead them downfield, and they won that football game because that's what they do. But I think that that defense can be exploited. I'd take Nick Foles over Blake Bortles any day. I would take the playmakers that Philadelphia has over Jacksonville's offense any day. I think New England's D is vulnerable. It has holes. It can be exploited. I don't think they're very good. And finally, you know, I wonder a little bit about motivation. This is the the um, maybe the least of my three points as to why I, I pick Philadelphia, but I wonder. Matt Patricia's leaving. Josh McDaniels is leaving. This is the final game, and 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 yes, you can tell me all you want that they want to go out with a bang. But I wonder, they've got new head coaching jobs that they're moving on to after this game. And these two coordinators, uh, as much as I believe they'll be focused, I wonder if that plays even a little part in what we see uh, in this game on Sunday. So I've got Philadelphia. I am the Eagles beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. What's your prediction on the score? It's going to be close. I'll say something. I'll say 24-21 Philadelphia. All right. I'll say this. If the game's close... <laughs> Philadelphia is not winning this game because of T 
TB12 Tom Brady. Now, the only way I see the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game is if miraculously they're up 28-3 to at half. Everybody starts talking about the game last year, and they come out and score right away. They make it 35-3, to and they just don't give Tom Brady enough time. And you know what? They don't have one person to make that Super Bowl miraculous catch named Julian Edelman. That's the one thing that I say about Philadelphia winning. But my prediction, I'm sorry, I have to do it. It pains me to do because I'll, I'll be honest with you. The last, I don't know, five Super Bowls they've played, I've gone against them, and I'm going to go Patriots. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots for a couple of reasons. Watching some of those Super, those previous Super Bowls, there's nobody better in this game at taking away what you do best in Bill Belichick. And I – and it actually does worry me what you just brought up, Pat, talking about Josh Day and talking about Pat Patricia leaving. That does worry me a little bit because I do see that motivation and kind of leave, uh, you know, kind of go out of a coach a little bit when he knows he's going somewhere else uh, because it's almost like a, oh, it doesn't really matter now. You know, I, I, I have a different job. I'm going to be a head coach somewhere else. Uh, so I just feel like there, it either takes too much pressure off, maybe adds a little bit too much pressure. Um, so that does worry me a little bit, but, what, what the Patriots have done in the last two weeks is find out anything that you do good out of every single formation you run. So if you're in I formation, if you're in two back, two receiver, whatever it might be, um, they're going to know your top five plays, and they're not going to allow those five plays to be run. So as an offense, as Philadelphia's offense, you have to come up with an entirely new playbook out of these same formations, and everybody's got to pick it up, and everybody's got to be on page, and they've got to time out perfectly. And, you know, it's if we are talking about a more veteran quarterback, I would say that could happen. Um, you know, I don't doubt Nick Foles. I, I am not as a big a believer in him as I have been against some other quarterbacks the Patriots have beat. Um, but, man, I, I will be honest. It does scare me the way that people have, have handled New England's defense the entire year. Um, you know, just they've, they've been able to pass on him. I, I think Malcolm Butler is a great corner. I don't believe Stephon Gilmore is a shutdown corner. He's been susceptible to double moves uh, this year, and he he will be more, you know, in tune for that. But is that does that give it up more uh, short short routes, you know, hitches, comebacks, everything to be thrown on him? And that does worry me because I know they are going to be focused on stopping the run, um, and they're going to take what you do best. But I think Mayo's right. I think – they're going to say, Nick Foles, you have to throw to win this game. Um, and I don't want to say he can't do it, um, you know, but I, I'm just going to go with the fact that, that Bill Belichick's the greatest coach to ever play this game. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play this game. And, yes, there's a chance on cloud nine that Philadelphia pulls, pulls this out and, and everybody, you know, pulls the Pat Steinberg and says, I called it. I was the one that said they were <laughs> going to do it. Um, but I just, you know, I just can't see it happening. <laughs> oh, man, the last show goes out on a bang. I hope I can say I called it. I more, I want to be, I want to be right, not for my ego, gents. I don't care if I get it right. I want to be right only for the sheer pleasure I get in watching Tom Brady and Bill Belichick fail, which happens so rarely. But the joy I get out of it is so immense that I don't care if I predicted it. I just want to see it happen. Uh, that's that's more than anything else. What my feeling is going into Sunday. Well, my well, friend. <laughs> it has um, been an absolute pleasure, you guys. 
Uh, it, 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 the pleasure's been ours, Bo. We've really enjoyed it. I can honestly tell you in my time here in Calgary, uh, this has been one of the neatest projects to be involved with. I, I hope you, you're coming back. I, I, you know, I, I leave the business decisions to the big boss. I'll have my uh, agent call you. I, <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind. But I can speak for Pat and I, Will, and everybody. This has been so much fun. And, and I know you know because of the feedback we've all received. The, people dig it. And, and I think you've been a great ambassador not only for the Stampeders but for the CFL and, and, and the sport of football. So without getting too blubbery here, thanks, pal. This has been so much fun, and, and we will talk soon. But really, really, you know, Pat, you jump in. But it's been, it's been fun. It's been, I, I didn't know what to expect, Bo. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a really, really good idea. Uh, and, and I like the way you just uh, grabbed the, the, the horn, grabbed the bull by the horns and, and just went with it. You know, the, the, some of those interviews you did, look back to the chats you had with Nick Lewis and Matt Nichols and, and Mike Riley and even hearing you talk to Mayo and Singleton. I think it is, is so cool and so rare to be able to get football guys talking to football guys and then having the ability to hear it for 20 minutes. I mean, you get to hear that. You, you get that all the, all the time in the locker room, in the field. We don't get that access. We don't get that opportunity. I, I think it was really cool to be able to hear you guys talk shop, but do it on the radio. It was it was really a unique experience. So, tip of the hat to you, man. You, you killed it. Well, appreciate it, guys. Man, it was an absolute pleasure working with you, Rob. Uh, appreciate the mentorship, teaching me the ins and outs, and not. I guess you're not supposed to cuss on the radio supposedly um well we got to that towards guys, the end man. Of the i look i look forward to uh <laughs> to talking to south scenes if it can if it can happen again uh, i'll sign off one more time but i know rob you got more to say um but rob kerr dj power play bo levi mitchell top city hell yeah 